All audio highlights courtesy of Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. And the Eagles 35. Six seconds left in Super Bowl 57 regulation. Hertz takes the snap. The Chiefs only rushing two on a delay. Clock is going to be out of time, and the pass is going to be underthrown. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. Everyone, everyone who claims the Chiefs kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection, a big red reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. Welcome to Arrowhead Effect. I'm Danny. This is Jesse. Pardon our exhaustion as uh, we both stayed up late and then both had long days at work. You more so than me. You got less sleep and worked more hours. But uh, super exciting episode to have as Super Bowl champions. And uh, you're pretty happy, aren't you? You just said it, man. Super Bowl champions. It's uh, it's worth all the exhaustion. It's worth all the staying up late, watch, consuming as much Chiefs coverage from winning the Super Bowl that you can. It's not every year that you get to do this. It seems to be pretty common here, or becoming more common here in Chiefs Kingdom. And I could not be more thankful for that. I mean, it's after years and years of just waiting for something like this to happen for for Chiefs fans. It's uh. It's been a long time coming. It feels it feels fantastic. I can't I can't put it in any, in any any other words than that. It just feels amazing. Yeah, one that uh, we're we we've got to be good luck charms. They're undefeated since we started this. Podcast. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it, everybody else should be uh, listening to our podcast. Maybe we can be good luck charms for them too. I mean, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I agree, I agree. Well, let's get into this breakdown. The Eagles took the kickoff they got the ball first uh chiefs won the toss and and deferred to the second half tails and, never uh, fails so baby off to the eagles tails That's, never fails uh, yeah said. yeah that was the call tails never <laughs> fails well uh it didn't work out very good on the first drive because the eagles just marched it right down the field and uh they, they got a they got a kickoff right from the get-go let's see they had the ball for uh almost five minutes on that drive and uh so they they jumped out front uh, a seven nothing. The Chiefs, you know their offense, the whole game really. I mean, we'll get to the second half when we get to the second half. But even in the first half, I was super impressed with them. Yeah, I know it was an unbelievable the way that they were playing. I mean, both like you said, both teams came out firing, both getting on the board with touchdowns. Jalen Hurts gets his first on that first drive, and the Chiefs cap it off with a an unbelievable pass from. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. So, it's, man, if you weren't fired up after those those two opening drives by both teams, I mean, you should probably get your pulse checked because you may be dead. Yeah, so the Chiefs, Chiefs get the ball and just march it right down the field and cap it off with this. 7-14 to go first quarter, Super Bowl 57. Second and eight, Kansas City at the Philadelphia 18. 7-0 Eagles. Mahomes spread set two by two with Pacheco on the backfield. Mahomes in the pocket, floats a pass near side, Kelsey over the shoulder, he's got the catch, he's got the touchdown! Kansas City, a beautifully thrown ball as Mahomes to Kelsey, 18 yards, 
officially and the 14th time that Patrick Mahomes has found Travis Kelsey for a postseason touchdown second in National Football League history. Jerry Rice has 22 postseason touchdowns, and Travis Kelsey is up to 16. 16 and 14 uh, with uh, Patrick Mahomes moving them into second place as a duo. So pretty unbelievable, like Mitch said. Man, this drive was the Pacheco and Travis Kelsey drive. You know, you had a Pacheco was running the ball really well. He ran the ball really hard all night long. Travis Kelsey had a, a 20-yard catch and then the 18-yard catch. It was just uh, the Chiefs were – they came to play, and their two biggest contributors, uh, Isaiah Pacheco and Travis Kelsey, were huge on this opening drive. Before the – or while the Eagles had the ball, the, their first drive, I, I told you, uh, Mahomes looked nervous to me. He looked – he didn't look like his normal confident self. But when he ran into that huddle, I'm like, oh, there he is. Yep. <laughs> he comes in and – one thing his teammates always say is just how calm he is in the huddle. You know, comes in, exudes confidence, helps calm them down, you know, and makes them confident. It's it's almost like the his attitude throughout the season. You know, he's, he's, he's came and he's had an unbelievable year, and it's almost like his over-my-dead-body attitude has kind of seeped out into the rest of the team. They all played really, really well. Obviously, at, at times throughout this breakdown, as we'll get into, Things looked a little bit bleak for them, but it's just with Mahomes as we as you come to find out, it's you're never out of it if you have him as your quarterback. Uh, absolutely. Well, I didn't even realize this, but uh, Eagles' second drive, they had to punt. They had uh, looks like six plays. There was a ten yard penalty, which that will kill a drive before it even starts. Uh, that was the first play of the of the drive, and Chiefs hold them to uh, pretty much a three and out. On on their on their second drive, I I thought they went down and scored every time they touched the ball in the first half, but apparently not. No, they had that big uh, pass interference call. Uh, they had that little swing out to um, Kenneth Gainwell, and Zach Pascal was out there uh, blocking before the ball was thrown. So they lost ten yards there, and it just uh, it it wasn't a good way to start their drive. So the they punted back to the Chiefs, and uh, the Chiefs, you know, they went on a decent drive. Had a six-yard pass to Gray and then a seven-yard run. Pacheco was uh, on fire in this game. A 22-yard pass to Kelsey, a seven-yard pass to McKinnon, and then uh, the the drive stalled out. Bucker uh, attempts this. Here's Harrison Bucker. 20 of 23 in the career in his career in the postseason. Five of five this postseason. This will be a 42-yard attempt from the near hash. Seven-seven time. 2.28 to go in the first quarter. Waiting for the go sign is Townsend. Good snap by Winchester. Swinging the right leg through is Butker. And the kick is no good. He misses it wide left. And the Chiefs lose their opportunity to take the lead. And the score stays 7-7. Do you hear it hit the left upright? Could you hear that in I your could. headphones? Yeah, yeah. He uh, so just pushed it a little bit right off that. Like you said, that left upright uh, hit it. And it's it was unfortunate, you know. You all year long we talked about uh, special teams being a huge part of their struggles at times, and it was unfortunate to see. I mean, obviously it played a part in the flow of the game, I guess you could say, uh, as we'll get into a little bit later. I mean, on this drive, the thing that stuck stuck out to me was Travis Kelsey had another big gain, a gain of twenty two on this drive, and I thought. Man, like if if it's gonna keep going this way for Kelsey, he had the twenty and the eighteen yard catches on the uh, the first drive, and then he had a twenty two here. 
I thought it's going to be a huge day for Kelsey. Kelsey might be the MVP if he keeps this up. I think I even I looked over and told you if 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 Kelsey keeps playing this way, Kelsey's going to win the MVP. You know, and the the Eagles good on them for able to adjust and and slow him down. I mean, they didn't completely stop him as we'll see, but they did slow him down after this unbelievably hot start. Unfortunately, though, had the missed field goal and that really was a momentum swinger and it, as we'll see, I mean, the rest of this first half, I mean, the the Eagles just they dominated from here on out. So the first quarter ended uh, seven to seven. After that missed field goal, it set Philadelphia up with a pretty decent field position and five yard run, a one yard run, a five yard penalty, a five yard pass, a seven yard pass, and then a huge forty five yard pass that was in the air. Seemed like for ten hours. It did seem like a while. It was in the air forever. Yep. They had two defenders on him and. And he just adjusted better than the safeties did for the, the those safeties have done that three times in two games now where they've where they've had they should have knocked the ball away and just got out of got themselves out of position when the ball was in the air and it you know it ended up in an Eagles touchdown yeah yeah uh, Trent McDuffie he was uh, he was he was he had good coverage he was right there just AJ Brown he adjusted himself he kind of turned his head went for it, and then realized that he needed to go a little bit further. And when he turned his head, McDuffie turned his head at the same time, and it just kind of mistimed it. It was unfortunate, but it all works out in the end. Well, the Chiefs got the ball back, and they didn't do anything with it. They went three and out, had to punt right back. So the the Eagles, this will be their fourth possession. They run negative one-yard run, three-yard pass, a nine-yard pass, a nine-yard run, a run for no gain then a penalty, and then defense stepped up in the first half. Hurts by himself in the backfield. Threat to run and throw. Crouches down. He wants to run it. The ball's out. He kicks the ball. It's picked up by Kansas City. They're going to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Kansas City. A defensive score by Nick Bolton. Hurts got hit and kicked the ball, picked up by Bolton, and the Chiefs defense gets an incredible touchdown at 9.39 to go second quarter. That was huge right there. It was. The Eagles were known for not turning the ball over. I think they led the league in turnover differential, and uh, it's just an unforced error. I mean, literally he was untouched, just tried to switch the ball into the other arm as he was taken off for what looked like it to be a quarterback draw and just dropped it. Thankfully, Nick Bolton was there and was able to scoop and score, and momentum came right back right there. I mean, obviously we're going to see that the Eagles are going to answer and do their own thing here the rest of the, the half, but what a huge play in the game. I mean, that's it's honestly that that fumble right there, that turnover right there, proves to be the difference in this game. When the, and the Eagles, just like you said, you know they they come right back after that after that defensive touchdown by the Chiefs, and uh, they just drive the ball another seven minute drive on this one. The Eagles had the had the time of possession in their favor massively in the first half. They had way more yards, way more time of possession, but they drive the ball back down the field and get a Jalen Hurts touchdown rush four yards. And then that that put the Eagles up twenty one fourteen at that point. Yeah, man, they just the Chiefs just could not get off the field in the first half. I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, I guess I'll save that for the our final thoughts. But the fact that the Eagles were able to have have their way with the Chiefs literally this first half, you 
it's the Chiefs are lucky that they that this game wasn't more out of hand, you know, at, at halftime than than obviously we're fixing to see at a at ten point deficit at halftime. Because the way that the Eagles were playing in that first half, um, it just it it didn't look good for the Chiefs, but I'm excited to get into the second half here in a minute. So let's keep going. Yeah, the next drive, the Chiefs had the ball for 58 seconds and only went 14 yards, had to punt it back. And the Eagles drove it down. They had the ball a minute, 22 seconds. They went 40 yards and kicked the field goal. So they were up at half, 24 to 14. Then third quarter, they received the kickoff, do something with it, and they never have until yesterday. And uh, they went 10 plays, 75 yards. They took five minutes off the clock. They had a seven-yard run by Pacheco, two-yard run by Pacheco. McKinnon had a big 14-yard run. Had a pass to Kelsey for 11 more yards, four-yard run, 12-yard pass to Justin Watson, a seven-yard run by McKinnon up the middle, 14-yard run by Mahomes, three-yard pass, and then... uh, Good old Isaiah Pacheco. Let's play the drive. Second down. Goal to go at the one. Pacheco in the backfield. Along with McKinnon. They hand it off. Left guard. It goes. Touchdown. Kansas City. Isaiah Pacheco blasting in behind the block of Joe Tooney. The left guard. And the Chiefs get a badly needed touchdown drive on this first drive of the third quarter at 9.30 to go. Third quarter. They really needed that. That was a, a big deal. They pretty well had their way. I felt like they had their way with the Eagles defense the whole game. Yeah, we, we kind of glossed over it there a little bit, but right there before half, Mahomes injured his ankle again. And, you know, you, you were a little unsure of what kind of Mahomes are we going to get in the second half. You know, they had Chad Henney up, warming up. Mahomes on the sideline looked so much more hurt than whenever he in, initially injured it against Jacksonville. And I was just like, man, this, I, I, I just kept looking at my phone, looking for Twitter updates, trying to see what was going on with Mahomes. So glad that an extended halftime, Rihanna doing her best with her performance, unbelievable. Mahomes was able to come out here in the second, at, you know, in the, to start the second half and, and play unbelievably for a guy that maybe 30, 45 minutes at the, at the absolute most before he was hurt, you know, and like real time, he was, he looked like he was going to miss the rest of the game and was able to come out and lead them on this drive, let alone have a 14 yard scramble. Like you said, it was, I mean, at that point, the Eagles probably were thinking we've kind of, for lack of a better term, kind of stepped on this cockroach and squashed it. The way that they were able to come out and just drive the ball down the field, like you said, they went 10 plays, 75 yards, and took 5 minutes and 30 seconds off the clock. It was unbelievable. I mean, they converted for five first downs, and they they needed their their run game to step up, and it did. And I, I, I guess I didn't really gather it at the time, but the fact that Mahomes had that big 14-yard run, like I said, it was uh, it was kind of, I think, a, a nerve breaker there. You know, try to ease everybody everybody's nerves on the team that, hey, we're going to be all right. Mahomes is okay. That got him down to where... Like we thought we were, go- he was going in. Yeah. You know that was a one of the loud moments of the game yeah. for us because <laughs> we thought he was going to take it in, and and he ended up getting stopped. And then Pacheco. I mean, he even had the little off. jump cut. I mean, for a guy that has an, an ankle yeah. injury, I mean, he he'd had like a little juke there to 
to try to keep that thing going. I was I was really hoping he was going to get in there, but I mean Isaiah Pacheco, rookie, seventh rounder, able to get his uh, touchdown in the Super Bowl. It's not many seventh round rookies are able to score in the touchdown. I believe the last one to do it was Ahmad Bradshaw in that Giants Patriots Super Bowl. So pretty unbelievable. The Eagles got the ball back and they pretty well had it the whole rest of the third quarter. We're like, get stop, put it, get a stop. They went 19 plays. I think it was 17, 17. actually. It would, this thing, this tied, thing counts. Set, 17, yeah. Counts yeah, 17 tied for the longest in Super Bowl history. That was the longest. Yeah, and it was 7 minutes and 45 seconds and 65 yards. But the Chiefs shut them down at the end, and they had to settle Held for them. a field goal. They needed that Absolutely. desperately. Um, Especially after a long drive like so, that. I mean, it, like taking seven minutes and 45 seconds off, holding them to a field goal right there, like we talked about earlier, the, the turnover by Nick Bolton, holding them to a field goal right here, that was that was a massive, massive win for the Chiefs. I mean, they go down there and score on a seven-minute and 45-second drive. I mean, it would have been more, obviously, because they, they kicked a field goal, but the fact that they were able to hold them for it to a field goal, it was a massive win. Like I said, it would change the momentum big time. And so the Chiefs got the ball back, but they only had a, a few seconds to run run some plays. So the end of the third quarter, it was a 27-21 Eagles. So fourth quarter down by six. Then very next drive, I mean, the Chiefs drive the ball down, no issues. The Chiefs, they just drove the ball right back down the field. Like they had no problems whatsoever out of out of the Eagles' defense. Yeah, this was the Juju Smith-Schuster drive. He really came alive on this drive. A reception of 14 yards. He had another one of 13 yards. He had another one of three yards. He just he was huge on this drive, and they were able to finish it off with that Kadarius Tony wide-open touchdown. I believe it's come out since then that old Andy Reid, and he sat down with Peter King and revealed that the name of this play was called Corn dog. <laughs> well, let's have a listen. Chiefs are one of four on third down conversions. They have third down and three here at the Eagles' five yard line. Chiefs have not led in this game. They trail 27 21. They're going to throw a quick pass to Tony. He's got it on the edge. He will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Kadarius Tony. On a pick route to the near side, couldn't be more wide open. A five-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes. Yeah, it's a heck of a play. It's called corn uh, dog. That's, huh? uh, that's what they say. Um, Andy Reid sat down with Peter King, like I said, and that was. Uh, I, I guess it's come out. Also, he gave all the credit to Eric Bieniemy. The fact that uh, whenever they were running that jet motion, you know, they they were running him in, and then he he stopped and turned around, took off the other way. That the Eagles were were overplaying the motion they were just hauling butt across the the formation and Eric Bieniemy caught that I guess in some film study against I guess the Jag, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars whenever the e- Eagles played the Jaguars and realized that that's what they do and was able to take advantage of it and man it worked out obviously we're going to see they run the same play later to um, Sky Moore and I know we're, we're going to get there but man Huge, huge, huge uh, that he was able to catch that and and take advantage of it. The Chiefs uh, tied it up with that touchdown and took the lead on the uh, extra point. And then they kicked back to the Eagles, and 
defense finally got momentum from holding them to a field goal in the last drive. Then they finally held them to a three and out, and that was that was huge. Absolutely, huge and to be able to uh, force them to you know the second three and out of the of the game. Obviously, the third drive of the game was a three and out, and then to force this one here in such a key moment after taking the lead. I mean, huge. Uh, it, it really swung momentum massively even more into the in the Chiefs' favor. You know, you've got two drives on the as far as the Chiefs' offense so far in the second half, two touchdowns, and then you're able to get a three and out, and then here we're going to go down and drive again, and obviously we're going to score again. So, I mean, unbelievable the fact that the, the – I, I looked at you at halftime and I said – this is going to come down to the Chiefs' defense. The Chiefs' defense is going to have to come up huge. I was hoping more for like three and outs, but they held them to the field goal on their first drive of uh, the second half, and then they were able to uh, force them to a three and out here, and the, the Chiefs' offense took advantage. So that's what I said, too. Two stops. Just two stops is all they need in the second half. And uh, so they got that three and out, and that led to them punting. And that led to this. And a three and out for the Eagles. Their first of the game. At 10.33 to go in the game. Sipos will punt. End over end. Shorter punt. And Tony will take it low at the 35. Now cuts back to the right. He's got a wall set. If he can get to the edge. They need to block the punter. They do. Tony's at the 40. Up the sideline. At the 30. He's at the 20. Tony with the block trying to stay in place. Down to the five-yard line. Tony ran out of gas on a 65-yard punt return. We woke the neighbors, and Dave said he's pretty sure he heard you. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he did. I mean, um, we had just got our uh, twins down uh, to sleep, and I'm uh, thankfully they didn't wake up because, our. I mean, everybody in, you know, my house just lost it. It was unbelievable. An unsung hero on that, that return is Marcus Kemp. He blocked three people on that play. He... he Blocked one guy to the ground, uh, hit one guy and knocked him back, and then hit another before the the drive fi- or the punt return finally ended. And unbelievable! I mean, Kadarius Tony, that was the longest punt return in Super Bowl history. Man, the fact that the Chiefs were able to get him for what essentially comes out—I mean, it was a third-round compensatory pick, which basically evens out to like an early fourth-round pick. So they were able to get him for essentially an early fourth and a sixth-round pick, and. Man, he came up huge in this game. It's unbelievable. I'm, I'm not yeah, sure the Chiefs win this game without, obviously, that his touchdown earlier and then that huge punt return that ends up leading to the uh, corn dog 2.0 with Sky Moore. They were down on the five-yard line with that play very quickly after that. 28-27, Kansas City. 9.26 to go in the games. Third down, goal to go at the four-yard line of Philadelphia. Audible called by Patrick Mahomes. Ball will be snapped. In the center of the field with McKinnon, the running back. A fast left side, wide open, Sky Moore, touchdown! Kansas City on a pivot route, and Kansas City has a chance now to get up by eight points on a four-yard touchdown pass by Holmes to Sky Moore. Did not have a TD in the regular season. He's got one now. I was so impressed with everybody's contribution in, in the game. You know, everybody played a huge role. MVS, I don't think he ended up having any catches, but every single player on the Chiefs offense just had a huge role in this game. You know, they all had big plays that all mattered when they made the plays. And 
just every one of them. Sky Moore, Pacheco, you know, of course, Kelsey, Tony, every single one of the players. I mean, Juju with, with you know, on that one drive, just every one of them. Just, I, I was just blown away at, at how he spread the ball so much and everybody. Absolutely. It was, uh, it was truly, truly a, a team victory. I mean, the, the, obviously the offense couldn't come back without the defense stepping up like they did in the second half. The offense obviously couldn't do what they what they needed to do without their offensive line doing what they did, holding this historic Eagles defense. I mean, it, it really is the third all-time in NFL history in sacks. They held them to zero sacks. Uh, the fact that, you know, Mahomes comes into the game obviously rested but injured his his ankle was still injured i mean that's a typically a 4 to 6 week injury he he'd injured it 3 weeks prior and played through it and obviously reaggravated it a little bit in that AFC championship game reaggravated it in that right before halftime in this game and still no sacks that that's unbelievable i mean that Hassan Reddick, I believe he had 16 sacks. They had three other players that each had 11. I mean, the fact that they they held this unbelievable pass rush to nothing. It, I mean, it, you can't say enough about the fact that they played as a team. You know, offense, defense, and as we're going to see here in just a little bit, special teams. I mean, they needed everybody. You know, coaching, obviously, Andy Reid called the game of his life here in the second half. I mean... They just didn't have the chances in the first half. You see, when they got the chances here in the second half, Andy Reid, he he said, I'm calling every good play that I have on my play sheet, and it it obviously worked out. I mean, they scored on every single drive here in the second half. The uh, Eagles get the ball. They go on a four-minute drive, go 75 yards, and uh, Jalen Hurts gets his third touchdown of the game. Dude, the, the guy, like, yeah. give credit to that, him. And, uh, I mean, all week long, you know, yeah. you heard about Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, right, and rightfully so. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is in a tier of his own. But Jalen Hurts, I mean, I don't think it's a stretch to say that he outplayed Mahomes at all in this game. I mean, he, as far as, like, playing quarterback, playing the position, I mean, he threw for over 300 yards. He had three rushing touchdowns, a passing touchdown. I mean, he, I think he rushed for, like, 70 yards. I mean, the guy had an an unbelievable game and it it wasn't good enough to beat a one-legged Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs and that that's that's got to be demoralizing for I mean obviously that I mean the season's over but think about next year all these they the Chiefs have rookie after rookie after rookie on this team that contributed hugely and an injured Mahomes facing you. I mean, you've said it several times on this podcast, the best team in the NFL this year, and it wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. The Eagles showed they were the best team in the NFL this year in that Super Bowl. They could not have played a better game, and the Chiefs no, showed that have. they were better. Yeah. I mean, it, it, when it came down to it, the Chiefs – they made the plays that they needed to make, and I mean, despite literally every key statistic, and you know, if you're looking at the box score, I told you earlier today, if you look at that box score, 
and you don't look at the score, you think that the Eagles won by double digits. But the fact that, again, the Chiefs played as a team and were able to finish off finish it off here on this last drive, it just, you can't, you can't say enough about it. I mean, huge, huge. Yeah. And uh, two-time Super Bowl champions, man. It's, uh, I mean, as far as Patrick Mahomes, obviously they're the t- as a team, they're th- it's their third Super Bowl victory, but yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, so the the Eagles, uh, they, they tie it on a two-point conversion after that their long drive, and so the Chiefs get the ball with, uh, what, five minutes left? Jalen Hurts with the octopus there. <laughs> what is he, that? He, got, he ran for the touchdown. Yeah. Got the six, ran the two point conversion. Oh yeah, eight points. Eight he points. got the octopus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In our new fantasy, in our fantasy league, that's uh, twenty. It'd be twenty, twenty two points. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So the old double deuce. Yeah. That, so lots of stuff happened on this last drive. The the Chiefs, you know, they take it. They get a three yard run for Pacheco, a ten yard pass to Juju Smith Schuster. Isaiah Pacheco up the middle for two yards, a seven-yard pass to Kelsey, which I think that one put him over 75 yards, which, which set a rec- some kind of record. I don't remember what it was. I should have saved that. Pacheco had a 10-yard run. Oh, Mahomes. 3.04 to go in the game. First and 10, Kansas City with three tight ends at the Eagle 44-yard line. Game tied, 35 apiece. Pacheco's the running back. Tony comes in motion. Here comes pressure to the outside. As Mahomes steps up, he's going to scramble. He's at the 40, bad ankle, 30, bad ankle, 20. Tackled from behind down to the Eagle, 18-yard line, a 25-yard scramble. What bad ankle. He is limping back to the huddle. Don't tell me, don't underestimate how tough Patrick Mahomes is. I put that in there because that's such a great call. That That's the best call of the Super Bowl, I think. Unbelievable. I mean, he. I mean, the guy, like we talked earlier, he couldn't hardly walk off the field. I mean, it, it was. It definitely seemed like it was much worse than that Jacksonville injury. Like I said, it, and to be able to make the plays, like I mean, like that. That uh, he's a warrior, man. I mean, tough as nails. I mean, I every cliche that you want to throw at him at, at at that. Like he he's earned all of it and deserves all of it. I mean, that's it's it's crazy. Yeah, that got him down to the 17-yard line. Uh, so it was huge, and there's 2 minutes, 55 seconds left at that point. Um, Pacheco gets a two-yard run. At the two-minute warning, they, they had a uh, a pass for for no gain, and then we, we had this happen. This was with uh, a minute 54 left, and it was third and eight at Philadelphia's 15-yard line. 35-35 tie. But now the Chiefs have third down and eight at the Eagles' 16-yard line. So things change dramatically here for the Chiefs. Mahomes will be in a shotgun. McKinnon is the running back. Sheeted to the short side of the field. That's the near side hash to the right side. Smith-Schuster in motion left. They try to run a pivot out that way. Now a fade left side. It'll be overthrown. And a flag on the play. Is this going to be in a late hit on the Eagles? If it is, it'll be... No, no, it's on the Chiefs, maybe. But Mahomes is pointing toward the Eagles. Looked like it was holding on Juju Smith-Schuster by the defense. It's an automatic first down. They're going to say holding on. Fire to the pass. Holding. Number 24. Defense. Automatic first down. Juju Smith. Schuster. 
And the hold was on James Bradbury, the seven-year veteran. It was the pivot route again yep. where you go inside and then pivot to the outside. And wow, what a big call on the Chiefs now. There's a lot of controversy there. They're trying to make it a controversy. During during the game, I'm like, Greg, be quiet. You know, they, it was a holding. But even James Bradbury has come out and, and said that he held them. He just hoped he, it wouldn't get called. Absolutely. I mean, you got the you got the defender sitting here telling you, I held. Uh, he's he's like, it, it, everything's happening so fast. He had my mo- momentum going one way, and I I tugged on him a little. You know, I, I did. I was hoping they wouldn't call it, but they did. And they asked him what he thought about the call, and he said, I mean, at the end of the day, I held him. Hope they wouldn't call it, but they did. And there's nothing I can really say about that because – I did what I did. So, I mean, props to him for, you know, owning it, calling it like it is. Yeah, just sitting here owning it, like you said. And, you know, a lot of people are trying to make it something that it's not. And obviously, the people that are doing this, I would say clearly were not rooting for the Chiefs. And even if you were, I mean, maybe there's some people that were, were upset about it. But at the end of the day, if they don't call that, we're sitting here talking about, well, they just blew that call. I mean, that that's, it's, they Fox did not do a good job of showing the correct replay. But I mean, it, if you look, if you look at anything, there's a picture of him as he's, you know, they're running that little pivot and wheel. As soon as he tries to come out of that pivot, Bradbury has a, a handful of his of his jersey. That and that was the that was the first one. And then when as he goes to run that wheel, he kind of hooks him around the hip. Not much. I, you know, whenever I saw the little hook on the hip, I even thought, well, that's a little soft. But at the end of the day, you can't hook him there either. So I could understand where people, if people were upset at that, because like I said, Fox didn't do a good job of showing that initial tug. But it definitely played a, a difference and the made a difference in Juju Smith-Schuster's route. And obviously, I don't like we talked about it. You know, Mahomes put that ball where only Juju Smith-Schuster could go get it, and it there was a wide open corner there for it. And I mean, James Bradbury was burnt, held on, you know, for dear life. And I mean, I don't blame him. I mean, you, it's one play for the for the Super Bowl, and you're if you get away with it, then I mean, it, maybe the Eagles go down and win. You know, you, you never know what's going to happen, but. It worked out for the Chiefs, and I'm I'm not ever going to sit here and apologize for the Chiefs winning and uh, getting the first down, and obviously clearly going on and winning the Super Bowl. I mean, right. a, well, a penalty is a penalty, and you gotta you just gotta call it for what it is. Well, and I'm I'm so glad that that eased my mind this morning when when I saw that Bradbury had had said that yes, I held, you know, because that may not shut people up, but. The guy that the penalty was called on said he committed a penalty. That was that was a big deal for me. And so, you know, the, the haters can hate, but at the end of the day, it was a penalty. It was called. They did not win the game for the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, uh, the, the Eagles had every opportunity. I mean, you're leading it by 10 at halftime. You don't get – you don't stop the Chiefs' offense not even one time in the second half, you don't. They scored on every single drive in the second half. So make one stop, and you're Super Bowl champions. You didn't. You you didn't. And the fact that there's so many analysts and stuff that are 
and fans that are want to say, well, it's really unfortunate that it came down to that. Well, yeah, I mean, it is unfortunate that he held. It is unfortunate that there was that call, but the call was made correctly. So what are you what are you upset about? I mean, they're saying, well, man, I would have loved to see Jalen Hurts have a chance. Well, I mean, if his teammate hadn't have committed a penalty, then maybe Jalen Hurts would have had a chance. But Jalen Hurts had plenty of chances and played unbelievably, like we talked about, played unbelievably, and it just wasn't enough because Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs made more plays when it mattered. You know, that Eagles dominated that first half, Chiefs absolutely dominated the second half, and that was the difference in this game. It wasn't that one call, and we've talked about it several times. I'm not one to to blame refs for whether it's good or bad. Carl Sheffers was, it's pretty well documented that he is not, he. If you look at statistics of him calling Chiefs games, he calls statistically up until this game has drastically favored the other team as far as calls on average compared to other teams. And this game, I I thought this whole crew called an excellent game. I mean, I, I, I we've rode the refs all year. You know, we've talked about the refs several different times on this podcast. I felt like this was a really good refereed game, and there was even calls that I thought were questionable that, you know, I can see their point. You know, that earlier on there was that uh, catch, that second fumble that was scooped and scored by Bolton, that, you know, the bang-bang play there. I mean, he caught the ball, got two feet down, and got tackled and fumbled. I mean, that... Did I, would I have liked for it to have been a fumble and a scoop and score? Absolutely, but I can also understand the fact that why they made the call that they made. I mean, as as we can't sit here and just say, oh, the refs made the difference in this game. I don't think that they did. I, I truly don't. Right. Here's who you blame because the very next play after that, Jarek McKinnon had a walk-in touchdown, <laughs> and he slid down. He ran for nine yards and slid down on the Philadelphia two-yard line. And rather than scoring the touchdown, they ran the clock. So it's McKinnon's fault, not the ref's fault. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Because if he would have scored, Philadelphia would have got the ball. And he had a walk-in touchdown there. And uh, Oh, yeah. They wanted him to score. They wanted him to score because they wanted their offense to get a chance. And he unselfishly, you know, he could have scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I don't think he ever – he's had a touchdown in any Super Bowl. So – the fact that he put the team above himself, huge. And again, team victory, a team victory. Everybody played as a team. Yes. It wasn't ever. It, it was never about me, myself, and I. And that's that was the difference. Mahomes ends up doing uh, two kneel downs to run the clock out, and uh, gets down to uh, eleven seconds. And Townsend will hold it. 11 seconds left in Super Bowl 57, 35, 35 tie. The kick is good, and Kansas City leads 38-35 with eight seconds to go in regulation in Super Bowl 57. And that was the winner. Chiefs win their second Super Bowl in four years. Jesse was one happy guy. Absolutely. It was uh, an unbelievable moment, able to um, share that with my son and uh, all of you guys, Dawson, 
he didn't sit there and watch the whole game, but he was there for the ending of it and able to just really pick him up, share that moment with him. It was, I, I think back to when Holly and I had him and I just, I couldn't wait. It, you're dreaming of maybe someday this would happen. I mean, obviously when we had him, it was February of 2018. So Patrick Mahomes hadn't even made, well, he had made a start. His very first start was at the end of December in early January of a meaningless game against the Broncos. But I never dreamed that the Chiefs would go on to play in five AFC championships, play in three Super Bowls following that, and then being able to share that moment with Dawson. It was special. It was it was it was really special to me. So unbelievable. Uh, the fact I mean. Two two-time Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, all those guys. Andy Reid able to beat his former team that, like I said earlier, called the game of his life in the second half. It was just, it was a surreal moment, unbelievable. I think, I think that it's, I think despite winning the Super Bowl against the Forty ers I think that this is the beginning for them. I think this is the beginning of their run, and again, five AFC championships straight. You could say their runs already happening, but I think I think the Super Bowls are are going to start coming. I think that Mahomes has obviously evolved his game. He's he's shown that he can throw the deep ball. He's he's shown that he can take his time and do the things that he needs to do as far as taking what the defense is giving him. You know the he's got a great offensive line. Andy Reid's not going anywhere. They've, they're a young team. I think the future is bright. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They they now have a plug-and-play offense. They can put anybody in there. Me and you might be able to, to, to line up his receiver running back and have him <laughs> toss us a few balls and get a few yards for him. You know, I mean, it's a plug-and-play offense now, and I don't know that it necessarily was before this year. If he didn't have Tyreek to bail him out, I guess would be the word back in yeah, the day. Yeah, um, yeah. When he could throw – you know, 60 yards down the field across his body with three defenders around Tyreek, and he'll come up with it. I'm talking about the Baltimore game. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, it's I, it's a – Mahomes is showing that nobody's even close to him as a QB, uh, and he can play with anybody as far as his weapons. He could have anybody. No, I think, you know, five years in the league, he already has – a super uh, a hall he already has a hall of fame resume i mean he's like we've talked about he's played in five afc championship games in five years he's never played anything less than an afc championship game he's played in three super bowls winning two it's he it's hard to say that he wasn't the best player on the field in the super bowl that he lost with the way that he played that game he played out of his mind and we've talked about this, his, the rest of his team just wasn't there. His offensive line was gone, and the rest of his the plays that he was able to make, his teammates didn't step up and, and play as a team with him, like we talked about. So he's, like I said, three Super Bowls. He's 2-1 and one in those Super Bowls. He's won two league MVPs. He's won two Super Bowl MVPs. He's played five years. He's only 27 years old. Let's just, okay, I mean, obviously, we don't know. There's nothing is nothing is certain, 
right? Nothing's guaranteed. But he's 27. Let's. What if he plays till 45, like 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 Tom Brady? You know, obviously they're different types of quarterbacks. Who's to say that he he he's again he's never played in anything less than an AFC Championship game? Uh, I mean, if if it's known as the Arrowhead Invitational for a reason, and it's because the AFC runs through Arrowhead and through the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's because of Patrick Mahomes. Now, uh, I want to give some credit to to Philadelphia. We've done it a little bit already, but they – what a great Super Bowl. I mean, they really, really showed that they belong there and showed that Absolutely. the best two teams were in the Super Bowl this year. And, I mean, they're, they're going to be so fun to watch. I hope it doesn't devastate them like the Super Bowl does. A lot of teams, you know, where they don't even make the playoffs the next year. They've got so many weapons, and they're so fun to watch. I hope they 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 keep that up because they'll be fun for for the next few years. Here's something I heard today: the QB, any QB who's made his debut in the Super Bowl that doesn't win is the last 17 of I guess the last 17 QBs that have made their debut in the Super Bowl and lost has never won a Super Bowl. Really? Yep. I heard that today. Uh, I believe Kyle Brandt said it on Good Morning Football. I thought that was pretty unbelievable. Yeah, the fact crazy. that you know you think like Joe Burrow. Uh, obviously, he's he he played last year in the Super Bowl. Obviously, didn't make it back to the Super Bowl. Had I mean, who's to say if he will win one when it's all said and done? But who was some other ones they mentioned? Uh, Jim Kelly. Several like a lot of like really great quarterbacks that have made it to the Super Bowl, and then they lose and end up never winning one. It's kind of crazy. I hope, Hopefully, obviously, I'm always going to be rooting for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, but I'd like to see the Eagles back there again. I mean, I, I, I told you, uh, I think I said it out loud as the Chiefs, you know, the game ended, and Travis was hugging his brother. I said, man, I just, I feel so bad for Jason. Like, these guys, that's their dream is to win the Super Bowl, and I, I get Jason Kelsey has a Super Bowl ring, but the, the the blood, sweat, and tears that go into any season, and they they lose, and a game, a nail biter like this. I mean, that's got to just be heart wrenching. You know, I can't I can't imagine. You know, that's it's not just a game. I mean, it is a game, but you pour yourself into that. You are taking time away from your family, like like he is. He's got two daughters and. Uh, he should have another daughter here any day. His wife is, I think, 38 weeks pregnant uh, at that Super Bowl. Um, apparently, that was a, a big theme of this year's Super Bowl. The Brianna was pregnant. Jason Kelsey's wife was pregnant. Nick Allegretti, the Chiefs' backup guard, his wife had twins at 3.30 in the morning the night before the Super Bowl. Cole Hardman wasn't at the Super Bowl because his wife was having a baby. So, uh, obviously, a theme. But... That was I, that was a really weird side note. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> either, either way, uh, I just you felt bad for Jason Kelsey and the and the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they had a great year. It just they came up a little bit short. It's just kind of crazy that they they're so. I believe when a team is winning by double digits, they are they were like twenty six and one or something like that. Then the only loss being that Falcons Patriots game as far as Super Bowls go, and the Chiefs just made it 
26 and two. And so people out there that want to talk about this terrible call, whether they, they want to call it a terrible call, it wasn't a terrible call. The Eagles had every opportunity. They had every opportunity to do what they wanted to do. They, like we said, they dominated the time of possession. They dominated the first half. They dominated most everything. I was shocked to look up the box score and see the fact that the Chiefs outrushed them because that's the Eagles' bread and butter. But the Chiefs, aside from Jalen Hurts able to get 70 yards, which obviously he's the threat of running and passing is is pretty evident, but the other running backs for the Eagles all averaged under three yards a carry. And so, I mean, that's the Chiefs. They they can't they came knowing that they needed to stop the run. Uh, I mean, they did to an extent. I mean, if you take out the fact that Jalen Hurts was able to do what he wanted to do, and they, I mean, when it was uh, when it was short yardage, the Eagles had their way, and there was just no stopping it. And it proved you know, proved out there on on the goal line with all those Jalen Hurts short quarterback sneaks essentially i mean that's that's what it came down to it wasn't enough because uh your kansas city chiefs are super bowl champions i wanted to share this with you there was a there was a couple notable streaks that were or snapped last night so the the previous nine super bowl mvps that reached the super bowl had all lost the super bowl the last one to do it to win the mvp and then turn around and win the super bowl in the same season was Kurt Warner. People want to sit here and talk about the NFL being rigged. Kurt Warner presented Patrick Mahomes with uh, his MVP award at the NFL Honors on Thursday. So, I mean, I'm just going to try to stir up the conspiracy theorists there, the fact that the last guy to win a Super Bowl and an MVP in the same season, Kurt Warner, is the one that crowned Mahomes there on Thursday night. But the previous six individual passing yards leaders to reach the, the Super Bowl had all lost as well. With, you know, obviously Mahomes led the league in passing yards. And the previous eight teams to win the coin toss at the Super Bowl had all lost. And the Chiefs won the coin toss in this game. So I thought that was pretty interesting. The fact that some of those streaks kind of played out the way that they did. That sounds really superstitious. <laughs> I mean, potentially. I mean, they're all facts, though, as well. Yeah, they broke so, all those streaks, though. So yeah, I mean, again, like I think that this game just it kind of like we talked about it put a stamp on the fact that Patrick Mahomes is a Hall of Famer. I mean, if he wasn't already, it really did because he he won the regular season MVP, he won the Super Bowl MVP, he led the NFL in passing uh, touchdowns, he led the NFL in passing yards. Only three players have done that in, a, in their career, in a, their whole career, that what Patrick Mahomes did in one season. Only one, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Kurt Warner had all done at least, had done those things at different points in their career. Patrick Mahomes did them all in one season. I mean, that's another feather in his cap for his Hall of Fame career, the fact that he was able to do all those things in one season that at all these guys had done just at one point in their career. You know, they had all won a regular season MVP. They had all won a Super Bowl MVP. They had all won, uh, led the NFL in passing uh, touchdowns and had all led the NFL in passing yards. None of them had ever done all those things in one season like Patrick Mahomes did this year. 
And it's an unbelievable, like, how was he not a unanimous MVP? <laughs> I mean, I, seriously, I don't understand it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's just unbelievable, man. It really, it really is. Yeah. So what are your uh, closing thoughts on the, on the season? Let's do it again next year. I mean, uh, why not? Uh, shoot for the moon. The, the Chiefs, they're young. They, they've got a lot of uh, cap space. I know they've got some decisions they need to make there with Orlando Brown at left tackle. Um, you know, obviously Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be a free agent. I believe Andrew Wiley, the the right tackle, he's going to be a free agent. Frank Clark, I think, I think he's going to be a free agent. I mean, they've got a lot of big decisions that they have to make, but. I think they're also going to have plenty of money to do maybe not everything that they want to do, but most of the things they want to do. And the fact that Patrick Mahomes is under the contract that he is, people want to say, oh, he signed a 10-year, $500 million contract. The good luck winning ever again with that contract. Well, one thing people who obviously don't follow the Chiefs or don't care to look into it, they don't understand is that's an extremely team, team-friendly deal. I mean – it's 10 years long for a reason that that they can structure that to where he can restructure his money at any given time to allow the team to make moves that if the, he restructures then he could his cap hit maybe like 12 million instead of like the 45 or whatever that his contract would say based on the 10 year 45 or, you know 500 million dollar whatever but it's I think the Chiefs are set up great for the future. I mean, like I said, they got money to do what they need to do and free agency. I believe they have 11 draft picks. Um, we'll see if Eric Bieniemy gets hired as, to be a head coach. It's not really looking that way, but I, I think the Chiefs are set up for a long, long-term success here. I, st- I can't get over this game, man. It's uh, it's unbelievable. It's a, a For someone who I, I was telling Dawson last night, I lived... 30 years without ever seeing this team do anything. They'd won one playoff game in the 30 years that that I was alive essentially. I mean they I mean obviously their last playoff win was like 93 or something like that and I wasn't I was like 4 years old not even paying attention to the Kansas City Chiefs at the time. And the fact that I told Dawson I said you're fixing to turn 5 and you you are watching a team that has won two Super Bowls. I was like that's that's something special. It's, I mean, you may not appreciate it now, but the fact that you you were probably more excited for that game yesterday than me, so someday you're going to appreciate that. You're going to appreciate the fact that you were able to root for Patrick Mahomes and a winning Kansas City Chiefs team. So uh, it's just it's really exciting. Looking forward to to next year already, but I'm excited to to celebrate this one a little bit more. Well, let's wrap it up. We started this podcast late, and... Um... I didn't expect to have near as much success or support as as we have had in doing this, you know, starting in the middle of the season or at the end of the season, actually. And, I mean, we're up to 392 downloads, and I wanted to get to 350 this week, and we're going to get hit 400. And I, I just can't thank you guys enough for, for the support. It's it, I'm I'm so happy with it. I'm so proud of this product that we're putting out, and I'm so so happy Jesse approached me with it and was serious about it. I mean, we had talked about it a couple years ago, <laughs> and and 
then this year I'm like, are you serious about it? And you're, you're like, absolutely. And so I'm like, let's get the ball rolling, you know. And uh, so I'm, I'm so glad we've done this. And I, I can't wait till we're going to be off for a little while because, you know, we'll probably we'll, we plan on doing an episode for the draft and free agency and then, you know, picking up every week and, and starting next season, you know, even preseason. I just I just want to thank you guys for for this season and uh, and for your support. Yeah, like Danny said, uh, I mean it's this has definitely exceeded my expectations. Uh, I'll be honest, going into this, I I always wanted to do something like this. Was very nervous. I'm not the type of person that uh, wants to get up and and talk in front of people. I mean, obviously, I'm not in front of anyone, but I know that this is going out to people who are going to listen and that in itself made me a little bit nervous but as each episode has gone on gotten more comfortable hopefully we've gotten better hopefully it's something that you guys have enjoyed more from you know our initial trailer to this point um hopefully we're finishing on a strong note you know like the Kansas City Chiefs here in the Super Bowl and we hope that you guys will continue to support us we hope that you guys will come back with us like Danny said we'll probably do a free agency we'll hit the draft you know, as big storylines come up here and there, we may jump on and just kind of trying to keep keep up with, you know, what's going on with the Kansas City Chiefs throughout the offseason. But we're definitely going to be back next year every single week. We try to get this thing out on Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday morning. We try to be consistent with it because we try to make it to where you guys can count on us. And we count on each other. I mean, Danny does a lot of the editing. This None of this would be possible without him. He, you know, he, he credits me for... Or bringing it to him, but I, I couldn't do this without him. And the fact that we're able to put something out, like Danny said, that we're proud of. I hope you guys are proud of it. I hope you guys enjoy it. And I hope you guys tell someone you know about it. I hope I, I hope that we can continue to grow this thing. We 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 put work into this. You know, Danny edits it. He he, he researches. Uh, I research. I I talk. <laughs> I don't do any editing, so my job's pretty easy as as far as just jump on, talk about my favorite team. I just hope that you guys can appreciate, you know, the the work that we're putting into it as well and enjoy it. We do it for you guys, and just thankful for you guys. Thankful for this team. Thankful for another Super Bowl. Thankful for the opportunity to do this podcast. So. Like I said, if you know someone that loves the Chiefs, you know someone that loves to just, I mean, obviously we cover more than just the Chiefs because when we do our our breakdowns each week, we try to incorporate storylines from around the NFL. So if there's something more you want us to talk about on the around the NFL, just holler at us. We'll uh, try to incorporate more of your favorite team if that's what you want to hear more of. And just again, thank you guys so much. Um, we This this isn't possible without you guys. So thank you guys so much. Yes, you guys are the best. Dawson's going to take us out one last time this season. Go Super Bowl Chiefs, baby! Hi, this is Dawson. Thank you for listening to our podcast.